0: Good evening everyone, welcome to episode 76 of the Retrospectors podcast, Street Fighter 2. My name is Patrick Arthur and I'm joined as always by my co-host James Sterlings. James, it's taken us 76 episodes but we're finally doing a multiplayer game or at least a multiplayer competitive game. How does it feel?
1: feels pretty good actually we have to uh deviate from our usual format of not talking about the game at all uh until recording but it's been kind of fun to like jam out games over the past couple weeks with you know you and some of the members of our community
0: yeah it's been it's been a lot of fun you know because you know on this podcast it's normally a very solitary pursuit and what James and I try to do is not discuss things at all with one another so that we can have a very fresh discussion on the show for you guys but for this when we're playing against one another constantly we couldn't be sitting there in silence there had to be lots of trash talk <laughs> so as a consequence we've actually been doing a lot of discussing over the past couple of weeks which is particularly good for me because I'm I'm obviously very new to this genre uh but yeah i just wanted to give a big shout out to everyone who played some games with us in discord um it was a lot of fun and i enjoyed having the having a slightly more varied range of matchups than james just you know beating me to the ground time after time time.
1: (laughs) this is your second fighting game right you played fantasy strike before and that's like that's like a training wheels game right
0: exactly yeah and so it was it was certainly a very interesting experience for me and um for what it's worth, I think Street Fighter two was the correct game to do. Uh, it was a it was a decent step up. Um so yeah, it it was fun it was fun to do this multiplayer game and it worked uh, better than I expected.
1: Yeah, I, I imagine we'll do some more multiplayer games in the future, um considering how well this worked.
0: Yeah, there's some people who want to do uh sorry, there's a person who wants to do one v one StarCraft games, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure that's actually going to happen. But uh, you know, he he can keep his hopes up, and we'll see what happens. Mm. Um. So th- for those who've never listened to us before, James and I make up the Retrospectives podcast. Each and every fortnight, we play classic games of the past from start to finish, or in the case of Street Fighter Two, we just play it a lot. And then we deliver a verdict on whether these games have truly stood the test of time. Uh, the critical thing about our show is that this is not a nostalgia podcast. We're not here to evaluate these games in the context in which they were produced. We play these games today and we evaluate them by modern standards. So I think the first thing for us to talk about, James, is the extent of our experience with a fighting game genre. Because for me at least... This was a very unusual experience, you know, like I've played a lot of games over my, you know, over my life. And I would say that I've played games of most genres and it's given me a, you know, a base to draw from when I'm discussing and talking about these video games. But for me with fighting games, I'm almost completely new to them. Like I've always been aware of them in the in the periphery of my vision, but it's never something I even just played casually with friends. So james i I know you're at a very different spot to me so so let tell me about your full experience with fighting games, and then I'll tell everyone about my you know measly experience with them,
1: yeah, so I've played a lot of fighting games, but mostly casually, so I will you know buy a fighting game when it comes out if it looks cool. Um, And then I will jam games with friends, you know, mostly people who either I live with or come visit uh, until somebody salts out and we never play it again. Um, I feel like I've played most of the releases over the past, like, five or ten years. My very first experience with fighters was Street Fighter IV. Um, I played just before Ultra came out, and then I played that. Um, Most recently, I've been playing Guilty Gear Strive online. Um, And before that, you know, I've played a bunch of Soul Calibur games, Mortal Kombat, uh, dbz fighter um and you know a whole bunch of games like i've played a lot of them but i wouldn't say i've played any of them particularly extensively
0: it's kind of what i've always done with fps games like new call of duty comes out i'll get it and play it for a while new battlefield comes out i'll play it for a while mm. it's not that i'm uh die hard you know fanatic for these games but it's fun to play the new thing right
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, And I just kind of like enjoy them generally. I think, uh, to be honest, most of the time I stop playing the game. Uh, is usually because i no longer have anyone to play with because they get bored of it <laughs> um but yeah with the with a lot of the newer games coming out with much better net code i think i'll be playing more of them moving forward
0: and um you're telling me you've played most recently you've played lots of guilty gear right
1: yeah i've been playing lots of guilty gear since it came out just jamming games you know uh after work during work sometimes <laughs> uh yeah i reached floor 10 as the highest i never got to celestial field floor and australia um but the i'm pretty sure the celestial floor in uh oceania is bugged anyway and there's no one in there even if you make it um but you know i'm not super good at it but i do enjoy it quite a bit
0: see for me it's uh the opposite so basically i am so inexperienced with the fighting game genre that james and i had to prepare for this episode we We both thought that if I went into Street Fighter 2 with zero experience, that it would not be good because it would be too much to take in. So our friends recommended this game called Fantasy Strike to us. So I don't be surprised if you've never heard of it, because whenever I've mentioned it to anyone, they get blank looks. But it's essentially a modern street fighter clone but for babies you know with all of the complexity of inputs stripped from the game to make it as simple to control as possible for some examples of that there's no high and low blocks there's no combo inputs it's all just directional buttons plus plus attacks And I would say move lists are drastically reduced from even something like Street Fighter 2. So each character will have something like 10 moves and no more. And, you know, that's that's variations on a move. Like three different fireball speeds is three different moves. Yeah,
1: specials are on a single button. Even supers are on a single button. Um, To counter grabs, you simply let go of every button at once. And if you guess right, you counter it. And if not, you get hit um but fantasy strike is extremely simple um and we played that on and off for the past few months um in order to get pat to you know a place where he could jump into street fighter 2 and not feel like he had to spend the whole two weeks just learning to control his character
0: yeah and it, and it taught me a lot of the basic concepts of it like this is an anti-air this is spacing uh, this is a grappling type character. You know, things that people take for granted. It was kind of like a safe space for me to get my head around some of the concepts. And I think that for what it is, Fantasy Strike gets a lot of criticism. Like it's the kind of game that has a score of 70 on steam reviews like it's not very positive but if you're brand spanking new to the fighting game genre i genuinely think it's the best place to start and i know this isn't a fantasy strike review episode i'm just saying that it's important that i frame for you guys just how new to the genre i am so that you understand i where i'm coming from when i talk about what i think about street fighter 2
1: i mean i think it's good to have two perspectives um so Street Fighter 2 has a lot of different versions, right, Pat?
0: Yeah, it's it's a very confusing lineage. Um, I'm, I'm not going to get into the full history of, of it here because that would be the whole episode, but I'll just give some very basic details and then I'll tell you how we played it this fortnight. So the very first version of Street Fighter 2 uh, released in arcades in 1991. So it was originally an arcade game. It was developed by Capcom. Um, The first version that we actually tried was an emulated version of Street Fighter 2 Turbo, which uh, was released for Super Nintendo in 1993. But the version we settled on pretty quickly was Super Street Fighter 2 X Champion Edition, which is the Japanese arcade cabinet version of Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, released in 1994. Uh, that's a bunch of words that a lot of you probably won't understand the important thing is that we played on the latest definitive definitive version of the game so there's people who argue which version is better but we played the most updated uh modern version of super street fighter 2 turbo and the one with the most active community uh we we went with this version for two reasons like i said um the way we were playing it the active community was engaged with this version whereas the uh street fighter 2 turbo had literally no other players and um the other reason is that it just looked and felt better from our point of view we we just tried them both out and we preferred that version
1: yeah and so we played um street fighter 2 this fortnight on fightcade which is a program you can run on your computer um, that will emulate a bunch of, you know, different consoles or arcade cabinets, depending on what game you're playing. But most importantly, um, it allows any game run through it to run with rollback netcode. So you can play online with anyone uh, with basically no issues. Like Pat and I played it in on shitty Australian internet over the past two weeks, and I barely noticed a stutter. Um, and, you know, it's got all sorts of lobby features allowing you to, you know, quickly get into matches with people all around the world. Uh, I thought it was pretty great. It was really easy to get set up and running, um, and I basically had no issues with it uh, over the last fortnight.
0: Yeah, completely agree. It was very easy. Uh, We were able to play uh, against people from Europe and the United States with basically no lag, or if there was lag, I wasn't able to detect it. Um, it was just a very smooth experience. Everything worked brilliantly, which is which is amazing for a, for a multiplayer emulator. And it's just it's just a very cool thing. If you can play these classic retro game retro fighting games online, you're not stuck with the modern releases. So I was delighted that we managed to find a way to do this. Um And we got to play against people outside of James and I, you know, just being in the same location. Yeah,
1: it had a pretty active community, it seemed. There was like on a Friday night, there was like two, three hundred people online at any given time, which is pretty cool. Um, So, yeah, like if you're interested in playing an older game, even if it's not, you know, Street Fighter 2 like we're talking about today, Uh, I definitely recommend Fightcade if
0: you haven't tried it already. Completely agree. Fightcade is great. So I think um, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to try and explain uh, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo to those who aren't super familiar with it. And I know that sounds ridiculous to the people who are seasoned fighting game vets, but uh, right on my very first episode, I made an incorrect assumption with Doom that everyone would know what Doom was. I didn't explain it at all. And I'm never going to make that mistake again. Uh, Everyone has holes in their gaming knowledge, so let's do this. So Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo starts with each of you selecting a character. Um, There are 16 characters and one hidden cheaty character that's banned everywhere, so effectively 16 characters to choose from. Um, You get into the game, and it's a 2D side-on fighter. So there are some fighting games that are three-dimensional, like Tekken, where you can change the plane that you're on. Uh, But with this, it's just 2D and it's all cartoon drawn. So you're always on a single plane. Um, The idea is that you need to knock your opponent to zero health. And when you do, the round is over and you move to the next round. It's best of three or first to two wins because double knockouts are possible. And when you've won your two rounds, the other player gets kicked back to the character selection screen while the person who's won stays on with the character they won with. And this is a relic of the fact that this is an emulated version of an arcade machine so if you were playing at the local arcade the winner would get to continue playing on as the character they were playing until they lost but you know because we're emulating it we can put in infinite coins and just play again and again and again and we certainly did do that. Uh, Rounds are 99 seconds long or 60 to 70 seconds is more accurate for the speed we are playing on We were playing on Turbo 2, whereas Turbo 3 is the competitive mode and Turbo 1 is the default. Turbo 1 was just a little too slow and Turbo 3 was uh, a bit too quick for amateurs such as James and I. But I think that with fighting game experience, you could definitely get into it. Uh, You could immediately start on Turbo 3 if you wanted to play at the competitive speed. Uh, The way you control Street Fighter 2 is that you have your four movement keys, left, right, up and down. And then you have six attack buttons. You've got a light kick, a medium kick, and a heavy kick, a light punch, a medium punch, and a hard punch. Those are your basic attacks. Uh, some of them can be modified by holding down a uh, a button while executing the attack. Um, and there's also crouching and jumping modifications of those attacks. Uh, not every character has... Uh, a wide array of modifications to their attacks some do and some they've all got different modifications of those attacks on different buttons so it's not like every single character has you know 136 possible moves in every single combination you just have to figure out what unique attacks that your character has like for example dal sim he's a character with very long limbs he's got uh different attacks if he's holding the back key Versus his neutral attacks because uh, of the extreme range of his attacks, uh, he, he needed something to kind of uh, help him when he was trapped in close range. In addition to the regular attacks, there are also specials and supers. So specials and supers are activated in the same way. Uh, they're just various degrees of difficulty. So your special attacks are basically you have to hit keys in a specific sequence with a specific rhythm and timing. The most simple of these would be something like the Hadouken or the charge attacks. A Hadouken is down right uh, or down whatever direction your opponent is and then attack. Uh, Whereas a charge attack is hold back and then press forward and attack. And if you mistime these, then nothing will happen. If you time them correctly, you'll get a special attack that's different from your regular attacks. It'll either do more damage, it will move you across the screen a lot, They're um, unique moves that are far more than just punches or kicks. Finally, you have supers, which are also precise uh, moves that you have to do where you have to type things in specific rhythms, but they're usually a lot more complicated uh, and the strings to get them could be five or six keys long. You also have to charge up your super, you can't do it whenever and usually you'll get about one super bar charged per game and I struggle to imagine how you could ever get two. A super is just a super powerful move that can do a shitload of damage if every hit lands. Whew. So James, that's the that's the absolute bare bones basic of what Street Fighter 2 is about. You're fighting them, you're using a bunch of different moves. Where would you like to start our discussion?
1: Well, how about we start talking about the characters we jumped in with, um, because I think that kind of informs a lot of the way we feel about the game and how we played it. Um, with you being a newer player I mostly swapped characters a lot that was kind of how I felt would be fair to you like if I just changed characters and in some ways it's harder because you have to adapt more often but I also have to learn my character from scratch each time Um, although the characters I settled on mostly were uh, the boxer and uh, Blanca. Um, which I've and you know initially I liked doing the motion imports more than the holding back and then forward for charge attacks Um, but as I played I got more used to it and I found them pretty you know simple and straightforward to play.
0: Can you tell me what you think of the character roster overall because (laughs) once again the problem is I'm coming from a background of not really having many points of comparison here and from my point of view I thought the character roster was fantastically varied. Uh, and I don't know if this is normal for fighting games, but it really felt like um, most characters had a very unique niche and identity, and their game plans were different, and their styles were different. Even like the different characters in the same broad genre, like the Rush characters or whatever, felt very different in how they actually played. And you It wasn't easy for me to just switch from character to character because of how different they all seemed.
1: Yeah, so I think I broadly agree with you. I think the character roster in the version of Street Fighter 2 that we played is pretty good. Um, for me personally, I've played a lot of newer games. There is like, Street Fighter 2 does have this issue where there are a number of clone characters like Ryu and Ken is the classic example mm-hmm. there. You know, they obviously play differently in practice, but they are quite similar. Um, and there's like, there's shared things between a bunch of the characters. And I don't think that's necessarily like a bad thing because it allows you to change from characters a bit more easily um but like compared to something like to some modern fighters um you know the the, var- the variety isn't up there with the best of the best um but over this past 2 weeks i played a whole bunch of different characters from your you know fireball dragon punching shoto characters um to like grapplers like zangief um t-hawk even Blanca when i uh you know started abusing the grab a lot on that character against you um so you know like if you want to jump into this game um you have a lot of options at your disposal
0: yeah well for me it seemed i agree with you that rio and ken definitely feel uh feel the same i mean and i guess that's just an, a matter of how they are but even something like uh, Blanca and E Honda, with which both have a very similar charge, I would not say those characters play similarly no, at all. No, not at all. Yeah. So, so while there are specific moves that might be the same, they it doesn't matter if the context surrounding those characters is different. Yeah. And you know there are so many. Knobs on which you can tweak these characters' strengths and weaknesses. That just giving a character the same move doesn't w- will produce a completely unique result uh, for for the character overall.
1: So yeah I mean we've seen this a lot over the past decade with multiplayer games having these huge rosters of characters that cater to all different types of play styles. People love this kind of thing. Um, I love this kind of thing you know because it, it means you can always play with your friends right. There's always something for them and there's something for you. Um, so you settled on like you started on Ryu because in Fantasy Strike you played Grave. Um, because you liked the kind of mid-range playstyle, right? The fact that you could change, you know, how aggressive or defensive you were being based on your matchup.
0: I love it. That, and I think that that's just naturally what I gravitate to with these games. I think that there's a few aspects of this character I really like. Like, I like that he's got a fireball that has three different movement speeds. So it feels like you can trick your opponent or control the spacing with those three different fireball speeds it's a small thing but it it felt i felt like i had much better control over what was going on and in general yes i think that one of the things i really like about fighting games is being able to change up the terms of engagement when you're the offensive character i feel like you've got to be on the offensive all the time when you're the defensive character you're defending all the time And the reason for that is that your tools are so geared towards defending or attacking that it makes sense to be pushing on that axis, but it can end up, you know, leaving you predictable and exploitable. With a more mid-range based character, with the freedom to switch up aggressive and defensiveness almost at will, you're keeping your opponent guessing a lot more and you know the thing I really enjoy about these fighting games is doing something my opponent doesn't anticipate and uh, that's what the mid-range game is all about.
1: Yeah I'd say that's one of the things I like about fighters as well because in a given matchup right so say I play Patrick a hundred games in a row what will generally happen is for the first like five games we'll both start you know with a with a strategy um, and then one of us will you know, one of our strategies will be superior to the other. So then I'll beat Patrick like five games in a row, and then Patrick will evaluate, you know, what my game plan is, uh, and then he'll figure out what moves he can use to beat most of the ones that I'm doing, um, and then he'll win five games in a row or something like that. There's like there's this back and forth evolution um, that happens over the hundred games or so that you play. Um, and you know when you play a character like Ryu um, that can change the matchup dramatically like it's almost like you flow back and forth um, in order to try and keep that one step ahead of your opponent. Mm.
0: But I had a problem James because I was playing Ryu first but it ended up becoming an exercise in frustration (laughs) and I wasn't having a good time and the reason for this were the special inputs. So I said before that you have six punches, six keys, and a bunch of movement keys that can modify your attacks. Um, I was okay with all of that. Now, I was making a lot of mistakes, like constantly, I was pressing the wrong key. To some degree, I was spamming a little bit, where I was just jumping in and pressing whatever, kick or punch, um, I was getting abused by low kicks, etc., etc., but... I kind of took that as part of the game. You know, it's like, this is difficult for me. There's a lot of keys, but I have to learn this and I have to learn, (laughs) I have to press the right key at the right time. What I wasn't getting along with was the special inputs. So the most basic move that Ryu can learn is his Uduken, down right punch. And you know, you've got your three punches. So there are three modifications of that attack, which go at different speeds. And I would say when I started playing, I was probably hitting it about, 30% of the time and Hadouken isn't just some niche thing that Ryo can do it encompasses a very large part of the strategy of the character if you can't consistently do Hadoukens then you are you're really not not playing the character as they're intended to be played it's it's pretty important that you can do Hadoukens more than 30% of the time so at this point, James, I got very frustrated. I'm like, fuck this character, fuck specials. And I changed over to Dalsim.
1: Because you could use his... Because cause Dalsim is a character where his arms kind of like stretch out when you press the button. So you have these like mid-range attacks that are a single button press. And you kind of leaned into that, right?
0: Yeah, and Dalsim has a fireball as well on the exact same input, but it's not as essential to his identity as a character. And so I was better able to... Play the character with my atrocious special inputs, mm. and
1: you got better at that, right? Like near, you know, today we played for like two hours or something, um, and you could, uh, you probably hit them like ninety percent of the time, right?
0: Yeah, I, I think ninety percent is pretty close, and I also started uh, dabbling in the other movements. So, so those were the two characters I played played the most, and over the you know ten to fifteen hours I've played it, I've gotten better at those basic inputs, but I'm still. I've still got a long way to go, man. Mm,
1: Absolutely. I mean, even I, to be honest, I think the input requirements in Street Fighter 2 are quite strict compared to like modern games. For example, um, with Ryu's uh, Shoryuken or Dragon Punch, it's like a Z motion with the analog stick or the key presses um and in like i loaded up street fighter 5 yesterday just to see and i reckon i could sure you can 1000 times out of 1000 if i tried to pretty easily um in that game whereas in street fighter 2 i reckon i could do it like you know like 600 out of a thousand times it's a lot stricter Than modern fighting games. You have to do exact inputs. There are no shortcuts. There's no like leniency, like in modern fighters. If you kind of get it slightly wrong, it'll just let you do it anyway. You have to have the exact motion or it will not come out. And um, Patrick and I had a lot of discussions about this over the last two weeks, and our discussion evolved somewhat. So we're going to try and summarize. Um, this long discussion because it originally started with special inputs should they be inviting games and it went from there right
0: i was getting pretty mad and pretty salty because like i said the previous game i came from fantasy strike did not have inputs like this it just didn't the the most complicated it got was you hold a button and do an attack which is just a normal attack in street fighter Mm. so i was not i have literally never done anything that resembles these inputs and i was getting furious because it felt like the game was giving me a middle finger and it's like, well, I know you want to play the game, but unfortunately, because you haven't sat down and you haven't grinded out pressing these buttons over and over, you're not allowed to play. So I was getting mad in Discord. Everyone was telling me I was wrong and so on and so forth. But that that did change. Because we all remember
1: being at that point that you are, right? Like when I played Street Fighter 4, it was a struggle for me to show you can on demand. I had to, you know, sit in training mode and do it like 20 times on the left without making a mistake, 20 times on the right without making mistake. You know, like every time before I started playing with my friends or something like that until I could do it, you know, naturally. And since then I've played a lot of games and a lot of these games, you know, they they share these inputs. So kind of when you get, you know, competent at doing them in one game, that skill kind of transfers between games, thankfully. Um, but, you know, on this topic, I will say that I think Street Fighter 2's inputs lean on the side of being too precise, um, especially for new players. Um, newer games, I think, are a lot more fair in this regard. I think if we had started you playing like like the modern Street Fighter games, you'd be able to do it a lot easier. Because even towards the, like, the end of the two weeks, you were not getting those dragon punches, right?
0: I, well, the the thing is, in order to get those dragon punches, I would have had to gone into a lobby and practiced it, and I had no interest in doing that. I just, I just don't want to sit there endlessly practicing an input. And I think that this this is where I've landed on them because been lots of discussion and thinking about it. These inputs are fun and enjoyable once you know how to do them, because I have to admit, full being completely honest. Once I could do the Hadouken and once I, I've been playing around with the backward spinning kick, which is a reverse Hadouken, it is extremely satisfying to do it. Like, it just is. It's, it's a very tactile, enjoyable feel to be nailing these combos, right? Where I think the problem lies is entirely in the fact that the process of learning these inputs is miserable. Like, <laughs> the thing about these fighting games is that it isn't a... It isn't a turn-based game, it isn't a slow game, it is extremely fast, extremely fast. A lot of the time what you're doing is you're anticipating what your opponent is doing and reacting to it, but this shoryuken, this dragon punch m- move, it has to be done instantly, like you've got to snap it off at exactly the right point, just as you would with a regular button press, but if you don't know the input or you can't do it precisely, it's essentially useless. If it takes me two seconds to do this import, or it takes me one second to do this import, it may as well not fucking exist. And that is the problem as a new player. It's incredibly hostile as a learning experience, and it makes me just not want to engage with it. Once you can do it, fantastic. It's fine, and it's fun and enjoyable, but learning it is a complete other thing.
1: It's almost like a hazing ritual in a way. Like uh, yeah. when you're going through it, it's miserable. But like like everyone that I've talked to that has gone through this and is now comfortable with it, like defends it to the death, even though they can't. Yeah. And we can, I don't think we can come up with a good argument in favor of why, you know, most people can't come up with a really solid argument as to why they, the game should have these. It's simply for the most part, I believe, because we went through all that pain, Um, and are now proud that we accomplished that. So, you know, every time we do accomplish it, it feels good,
0: right? Well, like I said, I get get that it's fun to do. And I'm not... It's funny (laughs) because I'm not even arguing against their inclusion anymore because I get it now. I get that it's fun to do those inputs. I'm just saying that the fact of the matter is there is a hostility to new players embedded in these special inputs. And I think that it's a big reason why... The genre has struggled to attract new players. Like it, it seems like it's a very close-knit community. It's because of these inputs. They're just, they're just too hard, and you've the the process of learning them is not fun. Yeah. I, I I just think it was awful, and to, like to this day after playing, I ha- I I still don't do shurikens because I just don't want to sit there in place grinding out learning the inputs.
1: Street Fighter Two also doesn't really give you the tools to practice like there's no training room Mm. because this is obviously emulating an arcade cabinet like a newer game would have you know a training dummy that you can program and it would show you your inputs on screen so you could like Mm -hmm. really dig in and figure out exactly what you're doing wrong there's none of that here um which i think hurts the learning process a bit for a new player um and like it's interesting to me because i wonder like if you're if you're two new players um, like, cause you, I'm an experienced player, and you're a brand new player. Is mm-hmm. is it less frustrating when you're two brand new players both struggling? Cause uh, then you know, well,
0: no, because because there's certain inputs which you just don't do. That's that's the problem, James. It's that there's no using the shuriken half effectively. Like you can't you can't be like, well, I kind of know it because the game's too fast to let you kind of knowing it work. So you either learn it you need to learn it to a level of proficiency that demands practice. You can't learn on the job. Yeah. And the th- the thing about the Hadouken is it's kind of like a long range move. So you can get away with whiffing it sometimes. The shuryuken does not work like that. I, I was I've been spending this entire two weeks trying to think of an analogy for this and I can't really think of one. Um the best that James and I could come up with rock is rocket jumping. But you can still rocket jump up a ledge like with without anyone fighting you like you can you can rocket jump around the map and that's an effective use of the rocket jumping skill uh let alone you know doing it in full-blown combat Mm. um even something like dota like dota requires some kind of precise movements i was thinking of like uh uh you know sand king blink dagger ultimate stun james yeah so you have to be in cover blink in uh sorry cue your alt blink in stun uh or you know which is several key presses but the thing is if you're a bad player of sand king you can still go alt and blink in or you can still go alt stun you know without a blink dagger there is a there is a learning curve intrinsic to the game. It doesn't make you do it all at once. So I really think that these inputs are a thing unique to fighting games, and I think that there's really nothing else like. Yeah,
1: it. I think like the, I, the main thing that stands out to me is that to me, to you, it's about get. To, the argument feels like it's about whether the like it has them or it doesn't. To me, it's more of a question of leniency and where the difficulty should be so mm-hmm. something that's i think separates a game like street fighter and fantasy strike um from other games in the fighting game genre is is very heavy focus on the neutral game now if you don't play a lot of fighting games um neutral is basically when both characters um you know are on even ground and neither has advantage on the other and neither really has gotten a hit in yet basically there's this part of the game where you're kind of playing you know tiptoeing around each other throwing out like long-range attacks non-committal quick attacks and trying to get the first hit in Um, and street fighter you know we're not very good at the game so we're not like you know, near the end of the game, I was figuring out block strings and combos and stuff like that. You weren't doing that. But, but when we... No,
0: s- no, I had literally never was trying to do a combo. Yeah, so
1: basically the way, our you know, our games went on the first few days was like, we're, you know, moving back and forth, jumping at each other. Um, blocking each other's hits and it's basically like a series of rock paper scissors where we each get one hit on the other person then go back to playing the you know uh, the footsies game of trying to get the one hit in Um, and it's just a back and forth of who is better at getting those hits in right Um, Street Fighter has a very heavy focus on that kind of thing in my opinion there's lots of like single hits, maybe, you know, if you know a combo, uh, there'll be three hits, maybe four at the most is how I feel about it. Um in another fighting games, you know, you can have like 10 to 20 strings, like um, something, I don't know if you, you weren't really doing it, but I was doing it near the end, is block strings. So
0: what, sorry, can, can you just explain what a block string yeah, is? Yeah,
1: so basically I'll do... Like a series of hits against your well, while you're blocking. Um, and the idea is you know, it'll be like five hits long. Basically, there comes a time where I have to stop attacking for like a full second. Um, and after I finished attacking, you can start attacking, right? I guess a blo- mm-hmm. So, when you're new to the games, block strings are kind of like. You don't really know when my string of attacks is going to end. You can just guess. You just feel it out. Yeah, yeah. you just feel it out. But if you don't know, right, like if I'm attacking you while you're blocking um, and you think, I don't know how long this is going to last for, so I'm just going to block forever... Then I can stop and just walk up and grab you, right?
0: Oh, I see. So it's a way Right, okay, I understand. Yeah,
1: so like for beginners, when I'm doing a block string on you, it's quite likely that you'll get antsy and press a punch button and then take a hit, because my attacks are already coming out and you're suffering from block like when you get hit while blocking, there's like a bit of a delay before you can act. Um so you'll probably get hit if you try to act before I'm finished. Um, but then later on it's more about, you know, conditioning your opponent to block a lot so then you can grab them um in a lot Mm. of cases so so in street fighter basically there's like there isn't very long block strings there's like two hits three hits maybe Um, and in you know other fighting games you know you kind of like take turns um and it's more about execution like i'll do my 30 hit combo on you and then it's your turn to do like a 28 combo on me and then it be- sounds so bad and then because like, I, it just sounds miserable <laughs> yeah 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 so street fighter is very like neutral focus game where there's a lot of you know um trying to get little hits in um so what i'm trying to get at basically um street fighter 2 puts all of its execution barrier it's like front loaded right to play the game you need to have good execution on your special attacks and there's not a lot like once you've mastered special attacks like the shoryuken and stuff it feels like that's the hardest part of the execution battle because i found like once i could do them consistently um like if i you know figured out a combo it was really easy for me to do combos consistently um where in other games i feel like doing the special inputs is the easy part doing a very basic combo you know is like easy to moderately difficult and then doing like a super optimal combo is hard and that's where the difficulty is so like if i do like a standard bread and butter combo on you it'll do like let's say 50 damage um but if i go out of my way and learn you know the harder input one i'll do like 60 you know i get a bit more for my a bit more bang for my buck if I put in the extra, but I don't get a lot out of it.
0: See, what you're explaining, James, is actually, it sounds even worse, because I don't, I'm going to be honest, I don't love the idea of um, of combos in this game, or complicated combos. It sounds to me like I get one hit in, and then I convert it to one third of your health bar, because I've memorized the algorithm. Mm. Like, is that something you enjoy in fighting games? Because to me, that that's almost simplifying the game down to three exchanges. Whereas the way we were playing a match would have 15 to 20 exchanges because you could block someone starts attacking you you block correctly then you hit them back so it's it's a far more it's a far more involved back and forth over the course of a match instead of three exchanges game over
1: i think a good fighting game still has that my real point that i'm trying to get at here is that you can play the character fully even, you know, with a basic level of execution, right? You can do the basic combo easily enough, and that gets you, like, 90% of the way to playing the character. Whereas mm-hmm. here, it took you, like, two weeks and you couldn't do a Shoryuken. Can, you can't even take advantage of your character's core moveset. That's what I mean, right? Like
0: Yeah, it, it is worth noting I didn't try. Like, I tried uh, for a little you while. and tried for, then like, I, an hour. I did. I did, like but that place. was also that was also very early on where I was only hitting Hadoukens 50% of the time. Like, I am confident that if I had continued to train at the Shuriken, that I would have been able to do them. Because one of the things I did notice as I was doing these special moves is that I feel like the Hadouken is almost like a stepping stone to learning the Shuriken. Because there's a particular rhythm you need to hit to execute moves. And I think that once I'd learned the rhythm of the Hadouken, for example, I could transition to the backwards kick much easier than when I was trying to do it by itself. So I think that if I had the the mental will to actually continue practicing it, I would have got it. But it's just, I find that grinding away at it so uninteresting and I didn't want to just be sitting there in a lobby doing it over and over until I could use it in the game. I The part of the game I enjoyed was playing the game, and I wanted to learn while playing. Yeah. But the game demanded that I learn this while not playing the game. So I, I didn't.
1: Yeah, you asked me that now, and I remember like a week ago you asked me, like, do you enjoy sitting there in training mode practicing like the Hadoken?" And I just like laughed, because yeah. that's not... Because... People sit in training mode like practicing like 30 move combos, right? Like there are people who love these games just to do that. Um but like just doing just doing the hadoken that's not that satisfying, right? Like
0: yeah, I can't I can't imagine like honestly James, this idea of combos, like it makes me physically ill. Like it, <laughs> I I don't mind like the 2 to 3 hit combos in Street Fighter because it feels more because it doesn't like end the game, but I just don't wanna memorize an algorithm, which is what it sounds like. It sounds like this converts into this and this converts into this and you're just hitting the buttons in a precise way and you can do it every single time once you've learned it. That's not the part of the game. That's not the part of fighting games that's interesting. It's everything that leads up to that point. So why wouldn't you make the game more about the mind games that lead up to the point than your ability to hit 30 buttons in a row?
1: Yeah, because different people like different things, right? That's what it comes down to. Well, and some
0: people are wrong and some people are right. Like, if if you enjoy hitting 30 buttons in a row, I mean, like, good for you, but you're wrong. That's not what's fun about fighting games. And so with that, it's time for our totally not retroactively added to the episode music break. Uh, this is Gile's theme. I think this is the most iconic piece of Street Fighter Two music and it's far better than James's selection later on. Enjoy.
1: One thing that you did like about Street Fighter 2 compared to Fantasy Strike is that in Fantasy Strike, um, moves feel extremely like rock, paper, scissors. Like one move will basically always be, you know, move A always beats move B, move B always beats move C. But when we transitioned you over to to Street Fighter, you kind of noticed that it's not that black and white right like different moves have different uses at different ranges and timings and that kind of thing um Mm -hmm. and i think the games with a good combo systems have them be uh, a bit more reactive than you know like i i kind of agree with you when you just memorize a string and do it the same every single time it's a bit boring sometimes combos can be you know, affected by distance and ranges and timings, just like normal moves can. Um, and in that case, it's more like you need to learn your character's move set well, and in what situations a move will link into another move. Because it's not always, you know, this move will always link into this move. It's like this will happen under you know, specific circumstances, and you need to train yourself to recognize those circumstances. And to me, that's when combos are fun, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess the problem is I've never really learned combos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so honestly, this entire time we played... There was never a time when I was ever trying to hit a combo. Not once. You defi- what I was No, doing-
1: you definitely would. There was this time where you were landing normal hits into a pretty consistently.
0: Oh, okay, sure. Is that a combo?
1: Well, basically. Like, it's a very short, simple one, but it's basically the same thing.
0: Okay, well, I wasn't trying to do a combo. I was trying to push you back sure because if i was jumping in and attacking i noticed the hadouken had a pushback so i figured that if i've attacked you you're still blocking i can use the hadouken to make more space i wasn't trying to chain damage together i was just trying to have like a i was just trying to do the next attack Mm. i guess is a better way to put it
1: yeah because like ryu's like basic one is you jump in with a medium kick and then you do crouching low into her duke and that's super simple
0: i did i never i don't think i i swear to god james never okay (laughs) never did that intentionally (laughs) but what what i'm trying to get is like all all that stuff is less interesting to me than the back and forth anticipating what the other guy is doing and then doing the thing that counters it but sorry sorry I'm just I'm getting carried away. We were talking about how there's more delineation between the moves in Street Fighter and I completely agree with you compared to Fantasy Strike. Having light punch, medium punch, heavy punch, light kick, medium kick, heavy kick, all the different jumping versions of it, all the different low versions of it, and then a couple of other special move not special moves but moves like the overhead punch that Ryu has. Yep. All of that It felt like I had a lot more options and tools to use in specific scenarios. And I really, really liked that. Because there's nothing feels better than selecting the correct moment to do your standing heavy kick. Like, it's great. It's not a move you use very often, but selecting the right moment to do it feels great. And uh, yeah, completely agree. The... So Street Fighter 2 isn't like fantastically complex, it was like a good step up in complexity compared to Fantasy Strike and I enjoyed the step up in terms of just the more mechanical options that opened up and the the bigger move list that opened up to me and trying to find the right move to use in the right spot yeah
1: i noticed you mentioned it a few times while we playing but fantasy strike only has like blocking on holding backwards because in fighting games you block by holding backwards usually um so if someone jumps over you you're suddenly holding forward and you're (laughs) no longer blocking um mm. and we enjoyed that about Fantasy Strike. Um, you liked the the jump up to high and low blocking, right?
0: Yeah, no, it was is great. Um, I liked that. Um, low blocking uh blocked everything except overheaders and jumping attacks, and I liked that regular blocking was vulnerable to low attacks. Like, I know this sounds like such a simple thing, but. I felt like that little change compared to Fantasy Strike actually added an enormous amount of depth to the gameplay. Uh, and trying to counter what the other guy was doing, and uh, the fact that jumping was vulnerable to anti-air attacks, anti-air attacks added, you know, another layer of complexity. Because you could bait someone into doing a jumping attack and then counter it when you were low blocking and so on and so forth, so it's a little change, but that's the sort of stuff I like like i like I like that a lot it 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 these games should be i mean for me, what I like about these games is the whole you're kind of standing there staring at one another, <laughs> and anything can happen, and you have to just try and read your opponent and make the right decision.
1: Mm. yeah, and we played a lot of the game, I'd say so. You did mention that you really like the mind game aspect of it. Like was was mm-hmm. did you do you think did, did you feel you grew as a player in this aspect? Was did you have specific things you learnt um, you know, in this way that was more possible in Street Fighter Two? Um, or did you you know, was it more of an instinctual thing?
0: Oh, I mean, I, I think I definitely grew as a fighting game player over the course of the two weeks we played. Yeah. Uh and I think that really it's a lot of it is just being able to switch switch it up switch up your offense and defense like uh one of the re- and this is one of the reasons I like these mid-range characters like Ryu like we played a bit of the um Ryu versus Zangief matchup which is probably pretty one-sided for Ryu and I'd played him a lot and James is new to Zangief etc etc but what I liked about it is the default of the matchup is Ryu was trying to keep Zangief away right Rhea has a projectile, Rhea is faster, Zangief is very very dangerous in close range. But because both players understand that's the dynamic of the matchup, well-timed aggression can completely catch the other player off guard. And I think that is really that that concept like it's a simple one, but it's very enjoyable. It's the same with it's the same with everything. Like uh, if someone's jumping a lot to close the gap, then you should start doing anti-airs but then they can, uh, James can bait that by conditioning me into thinking that he's going to jump. And then he does a sidestep or a, or a low kick or a jumping kick or whatever it is. There's always, there's enough tools available to trick the other player and you can always trick the other player and always find an answer for what they're doing.
1: Yeah. One of the things I liked learning, um, and this seems so obvious to me now that it was pointed out to me, but When you do a Hadouken, the motion is like down, down, forward, forward. So at the start, you always crouch. So what kind of happens, and you're kind of conditioned this way from playing video games, but generally you'll throw Hadoukens with a set timing, and then when you think your opponent's going to try and jump over it or use an ability to get through them, you just tap crouch and that triggers the reaction from your opponent to jump and then you get them. Um, and, you know, I had this argument with someone else, um, you know, whether the motion inputs add like a layer of strategy to the game. And I think in this case, there's a very clear argument that you can use um, the ducking motion to feint your opponent. Uh, and I really enjoy that um, aspect of it. I did it a couple times to Pat. Um, did I've, you yeah i, I did a I, couple times
0: wait because i literally never that that's too high level for me james <laughs> you give me too much credit i'm not i'm not i didn't read into those feints i well
1: maybe was you were too, just
0: too too complicated a concept like i'm not saying you didn't boom me i'm just saying that uh <laughs> I, I think that 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 motion input thing is something that a higher level player would notice because i was just uh I, I I wasn't I wasn't going oh he's going into a crouch, it's a Hadouken, and let me act in this way. Mm. Just just saying.
1: Mm. I mean maybe you just memorized the timing to when I was throwing them and jumped. That that's probably it, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that yeah, uh, I, but that right? I'm just too saying right? that's it's
0: it's it's a cool it's a cool concept. I'm not I'm not dismissing it. I'm just trying to be honest about um, my
1: experience. <laughs> um so for Street Fighter Two specifically, so you played ryu and you also played dalzim and then today you tried sagat for a little while um Mm -hmm. did you like how many moves all the characters had did you think it was enough was it a lot was it too little because street fighter 2 you know when i compare street fighter 2 to modern games um it's a very simple game Uh, it's not fantasy strike simple but it doesn't have a ton of like additional mechanics because i feel like the fighting game community has kind of evolved with the genre and like you know to to bring people back newer games you know add stuff on top of what's already there um how did you feel like complexity wise about street fighter 2
0: like it was simple but it was the right level of complexity for me like just once again to illustrate how new i am to these games i would often pit hit punch instead of kick like i did that you know i i i I would hit the wrong button it hap- it happened all the time. It was happening less the more I played, but it was a common thing, particularly with uh dalsim um Dalsim is a character that got very long limbs and it's very important that you press the right kick and the right punch because you've got to zone them out with those punches and kicks. I fucked that up nonstop, stop <laughs> but I actually like I said that's just the learning experience, and I think I was completely fine with learning that. You've shown me Guilty Gear and all of the different mechanics that are in that game, and it's it would have been if if you said, "Hey Pat, try Guilty Gear." They've designed this one for new players. I would tell you to fuck off because <laughs> it's way too hard. There's so much going on. Street Fighter II, as a second game to learn after Fantasy Strike in terms of complexity, was bang on the money. Mm. So uh, yeah, and- it was a good suggestion.
1: Yeah, and for me, like I'd say. I don't know how much like obviously when I play a given character I'm nowhere near coming close to you know hitting the the skill ceiling of the character right like I'm so far away from that it's not funny but I still feel like when I play a character like 30 times in a row Um, I get a bit bored quickly whereas I feel like in other games when I play the character like 200 times in a row I don't get bored because I think uh, newer games have much bigger movesets uh, and more options available to you so it it, kind of feels like there's a you know that because there's lots to learn um, I can learn every aspect I can learn like you know every aspect of that character to 20% of the total proficiency, right? And that makes me, you know, as like a fairly casual player, makes me feel, you know, good. Like there's a constant um, you know, progression. Whereas in Street Fighter Two, I get up to like thirty percent pretty quickly. And then I feel like to get the rest of the way, I have to put a lot of effort in, like spend time in practice modes and practice combos against a training dummy, maybe um all like really study certain matchups. Um so I guess for me the complexity is a bit on the low side. Um I just like when there's lots of stuffs. Because something I really like about more complex fighters is that if I play against, you know, the same character but ten different players, you know, each player might play that character differently. Um, Whereas you know, it's probably still true for Street Fighter 2, but I feel like the variety in people's playstyles probably won't be as high.
0: And I think this is like a very critical difference between people with experience with these games and those who don't have experience with them. Because the reason I played basically two characters and, you know, I dabbled with a few others, but I mainly played two characters is because the game was hard enough without me also having to learn... All the different punches and kicks. Like, whereas James and another one of our friends and people people would jump in and they'd be like, oh, what are the special moves? And they go, okay, this, 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 and this. And within five to 10 minutes, they're like, okay, I know the special moves. And then they'd start using them. That's fucking insane. (laughs) Like, as a new player, that is crazy that someone could just sit there and pick it up. And I can understand why James got bored faster because he could just learn those moves whereas for me i have so much to learn with ryu and Dalsim's hit two so it was once again as a, as a new player it was the right level of complexity but it was also the right level of i guess boredom boredom aversion because i could not be switching characters at the pace that james was. bored
1: is too strong a word like no at no time when playing this game did i feel i was bored of playing the character I just thought, like, not even that. It's just, like, I felt like if there was more... If I, if my character had, like, three, four times as many options, I would be having more fun. But I didn't get bored, because obviously Street Fighter II is a game, you know, that people can play for thousands of hours and still enjoy, right? Like, there's a, there's a lot of stuff. It's got, a, like, a high-degree... Uh, a skill requirement to go all the way um so you know like theoretically i could play one character forever and still be constantly getting better um it's just i guess like as a casual player Um, there's not a lot of exciting things to do for a long you know what I mean like if I was super into Street Fighter 2 and I tried to play it like competitively and like took it seriously I don't think I would have this problem because the game has a lot of depth to it but you know as a more casual player it doesn't have all of these you know flashy things and heaps of things to mess around with. Um, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is more of a criticism from like you know a casual point of view, not a criticism of the game in a competitive sense, I guess.
0: Yeah, because one of the things I was thinking about when we were playing this game is that in fighting games, every single attack, from the most basic to the most complex, has a wide range of attributes that determine how strong it is and the correct context to use it. They've got different range. They've got different speed, Mm. both on startup and recovery. They do different stun values. Um, If it's a jumping attack, it's like how many landing frames are there? What's the size of the hurt box? What's the direction of the hurt box? When does this attack have priority over other attacks? Does it have iframes? And all that applies to literally every single attack from your basic starting punch to the most complicated one. So because the game has so many possible iterations for every single attack that just gives a game like this even though it's simple on the surface enormous depth yeah like absurd depth compared to i would say most games like i can't when you think of like a gun in counter-strike a gun in counter-strike has less attributes and less less things defining that than a medium punch in street fighter and I don't think that's an exaggeration.
1: You're right. It's not a, it's not a game with a hundred mechanics, but the mechanics it does have have a lot of depth to them. Um, I have to give it that.
0: One of, one of the things that surprised me, James, playing this game just in general was it felt polished in a way that's actually extremely rare, I think, for games of this age. And I was thinking, you know, we played Super Mario World. We both really enjoyed Super Mario World. Great game. But I wouldn't really call Super Mario World like a polished, tight video game. We, we kept referring to it as a theme park of ideas, right? It would keep throwing new, fun, cool concepts at you for a level, and then it would do the next thing. But it was a very loosely designed experience compared to modern platformers like Celeste or Hollow Knight or even something like Super Meat Boy. Street Fighter 2 is not like that street fighter 2 seems like it was designed with modern design principles like everything is so deliberately encoded in this game down down to like i said the stun value on specific attacks did you feel this way or did it feel like an amateurish old-fashioned job uh
1: i wonder because street fighter 2 you know grandmaster challenge that we played is like the umpteenth release of the game. So it sure. is like the most polished version of Street Fighter 2. But I do agree with you. Like everything feels tight um, and with purpose, like for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like there are some things that feel a bit janky. Like we noticed today um, when I was playing Boxer that I was so sure that the turnaround punch um, was projectile and vulnerable and I was just getting the timing wrong. But actually in super two turbo they took that property off the move um because he has other ways to deal with it i felt i thought that felt a bit weird um there were a couple of you know little quibbles here and there that made it but for the most part you know i feel like the game is really well designed like all of the characters have tools at their disposals to deal with the other types of characters right like um
0: yeah you never you never really feel completely helpless and uh... I I certainly didn't like there were times where I was getting beat down but I didn't feel like it was the game's fault I felt it was my fault It's like I just don't know the correct response or I'm not executing the correct response and I think that's that was interesting at, at no point during the game was I like the game is bullshit it was it was, I need to figure this shit out. And sometimes it took a long time, but I was almost always able to figure it out.
1: Uh, sometimes we were a bit wondering how the grab priority the grab priority was working. Like, uh, I feel like yeah. a lot of times we were trying to grab each other at the same time. And then, you know, it wouldn't like clash or tech the throw. Just someone would win outright and we'd be a bit confused. Um, but like, other than that, you know, everything feels really tight. I feel like all the characters are kind of like designed with each other in mind. You know, heaps of characters have a bunch of different tools to deal with projectiles, for example. And, you know, most characters have more than one tool um, to deal with, you know, a given situation. And these tools are better or worse in certain situations, you know, depending on what's going on, uh, which gave a lot of play to the game. You know, it there's I felt like there was a lot of room to use things in novel ways and i think obviously when you're not good at the game like we are um there's a lot bigger uh room for experimentation like something we noticed when we were watching good players play online uh is that basically people never jump um ever because it's super dangerous because you'll just get dragon punched that's is that that's
0: street fighter 3 isn't it
1: i when i was watching people were jumping very rarely
0: okay, I, I saw plenty of jumping. Okay. I, I don't I don't know what the the games I watched, I mean, obviously jumping has a lot of danger to it, but I think that in this game jumping's pretty damn common. So I I disagree. I, I think I think jumping is a thing that, that happens a lot in this game from what I've they seen. They
1: weren't jumping as much as we were, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair. I think I think you and I were not nearly as good as at executing Pu- at the very anti- Yeah, we weren't as good at punishing <laughs> them. So in fact I would say we often tried to punish by jumping into the other character and attacking midair, which probably isn't the way to do it
1: it's funny right like uh, it's funny because when you're like what i was getting at is when you're new to the game uh it's like more strategies are possible because the other person won't punish it as consistently
0: yeah but if you overdo it the other person is forced to counter it and i love that about these fighting games there's a narrative to them you know over the course of you playing games with someone the the story of the game changes and how you're fighting changes over the over the course of a game and that's very satisfying to track as you as you both begin to understand how the other person is playing. And often it's something as simple as you'll use a move early, it'll get countered, you won't use it for 15 rounds and then you'll bust it out again. Like that <laughs> shit like that happens all the time. Or at least it, it does for me.
1: Alright, so we're up to about an hour and ten, so we'll go for our second music break, and we totally didn't forget the first one and retroactively <laughs> edited it one in <laughs> afterwards. We definitely didn't do that. Um so we'll have our totally second music break now. Um now this is funny because I remember when I first booted up Street Fighter 2 Turbo and Fight Cade deafened me with its max volume that I turned it off immediately no um, james
0: that's the patrick <laughs> that, strategy
1: <laughs> that is the patrick strategy and then only today did i remember to go back and listen to the music oh yeah you've actually, been playing
0: with no music that's tragic
1: i don't think i've been playing with no music i think it's just been on a very low volume like loud enough to hear characters yell their attacks but not enough to also we do talk while playing a lot so it is hard to pay attention um Which is sad, because when I went back and I listened to the OST today, I found a lot of tracks that I really liked. Um, So what I'll do is I'll share with you one of the songs that I thought was good today. Um, My favorite track was Zangief's Theme. Uh, Patrick, I think you disagree with me. Uh, I thought it was really good. There's a couple versions of the soundtrack, depending on what console um you're listening on but we're going to go with the the version that we were playing on the one from grandmaster challenge um so this is zangief's theme Zengif's theme or the theme that plays in the Russian level. Patrick what did you think about the music?
0: Uh, Overall I liked it Uh, there were some tracks I thought were fantastic Um, I thought most of them were good and there were some where I was a bit whatever about them so the three that really stood out I thought were Kami's theme uh, Fei Long's theme and Guile's theme. Uh, Guile's theme to me is like and I'm sure it's the same with most people is the most iconic piece of Street Fighter 2 music Uh, I didn't even realize this was Guile's theme I just knew it as an iconic piece of music that I must have heard a hundred times before so when I heard it I was like hey I know this song Uh, and then the ones where I was a bit lower on were Dalsim, E. Honda and Boxer's theme I I think that the good tracks are outstanding and overall the music's good but there are a few that I just am not a big fan of I just just kind of average uh ignorable and i unfortunately zangiefs is one of them i i don't like actively hate it or anything i just think it's unremarkable
1: i'd say that to me more important than the music is like the sound design um i think all the characters you know pretty often will yell out the name of their attacks um which i kind of thought It kind of helps you to have discussions about the game when you're playing. Like when you're playing, you know, against Ryu for the first time and he throws out his Hadouken, you can ask your opponent, how do I, you know, beat the (laughs) Hadouken? Because you know the name of it because they yell it out. Um, And totally not because you looked up the name of the moves online. Definitely not. Uh, But I kind of liked all the sound cues. I thought all the sound effect hits were pretty good. Uh, I I really liked uh, getting those big meaty hits off with Boxer. Mm uh on your characters um, and his uh
0: his yelling out as he lunges in
1: yeah yelling out and the the sound of Blanca chomping on Dalzim's neck uh happened many many times god damn it
0: can we listen I know we're talking about music can, can we talk about Blanca for a second
1: it was so funny <laughs> so, so we so... looked up we looked up a tier list a while ago um, and we saw that Blanca was very consistently like at the bottom. Yeah, fifteenth or sixteenth. Like, yeah, yeah very, very and, right. and um yeah, and Patrick was meaning Dalsim at this point and he was firmly in number one. Um and then me and Patrick are playing Dalsim versus Blanca and Patrick really struggled to ever get a win. Uh
0: in general Dals, uh, Dals- sorry, in general Blanca, I just really couldn't deal with that character. I I got okay with it, but even when I thought I was doing okay, James was still winning three three out of every four. Like I think that every other character, James, I was fine against. Like maybe you'd be slightly favored against me, but when you were on um, Blanca, I was fucked. Like I I just had no recourse, and I really tried, but I couldn't figure couldn't figure that character out. I will say once again, I don't think it's the game's fault. Like I just wasn't good enough. I I do think that's a matchup where knowing the shuriken would have helped me a lot though. <laughs> I think if yeah, I knew well, that move, I'd be I'd be in much better shape in that matchup.
1: Yeah, or even like consistently doing um the yoga flame the fight the big fire. Yeah, yeah, in exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so so I think I was held back, but even knowing those specials, I still think he would have continued to crush me. And uh, yeah, that's that's the that was my sob story. Luckily, James took pity on me. And uh, he swapped off Blanka so I would have a chance, and the matchups would remain somewhat competitive. Well,
1: that was the problem, wasn't it? Because in this version of the game, you can't swap <laughs> characters until you lose. So we had this running joke where I was like trapped in this like perpetual playing of this one character because. <laughs> I now I, I do
0: sorry I know we're just continuing the discussion on but I, I think this is this is an interesting thing as well so I tried Blanka for a little bit as well and from memory I was crushing you with Blanka as well like I would when we were first trying to play him I got a bunch of wins on a character that I'd never played before and I was very confused I do think that the floor for playing these aggressive characters that just hit a bunch of inputs is quite low like, I think that it's quite easy to play these characters when you're there's two new players because it can be very difficult to deal with the unbridled aggression. And I actually hated the feeling of playing this character because I felt compelled to be aggressive because that's where the character's strengths lied. But my brain couldn't keep up with the aggression I was giving. So I was button mashing and I was still effective button mashing, but I hated the feeling of it, so I stopped playing it.
1: Yeah, button mashing is effective in its own way, right? It makes you unpredictable. Um, And even like, you know, a a brand new player can sometimes win button mashing against a skilled player just because you're so unpredictable. just,
0: Just so I'm clear, I'm not saying you were button mashing in our matches. Clearly you were playing deliberately. But as a new player, it was interesting. I felt I didn't want to play a whole class of characters because my brain at that point was not, quick enough to keep up with the um with the actions i was taking when i was playing more defensive reactive characters i felt like i could be a lot more deliberate and i felt like i was doing a better job of learning how to play so uh yeah that is just just an interesting observation
1: yeah i mean when i first started fighters i also you know very strongly um Gravitated towards these like zoning type characters. And when I say zoning, I mean like spamming projectiles. Mm-hmm. Um, to the best of my ability uh, just because it's a very straightforward game plan that you know other new players have to deal with more, and it's it's a lot easier for you to do that than to deal with the like I understand why you went that route um so I was yeah so did you end up enjoying Dalsim or Ryu more in the end um because those are the two characters you played
0: I think that in the end I was seeing a more success with Ryu it, it was remarkable going from Dalsim who moves so slowly to Ryu who actually can move around the battlefield Mm. decently (laughs) quick i think i like the idea of dalsim more like i i think that i like dalsim's moveset but he was he ended up being quite challenging um like one of his stronger anti-airs was harder for me to execute and it's important that you hit your like it was sorry it wasn't difficult i was just struggling with it and you have to thing about dalsim is you've got to find use a right attack when they're coming at you at the right angle it's like this kick when they're coming at this angle is a good kick if you use that kick at the wrong angle you take damage uh ryu didn't feel like i needed to be quite that perfect and he it was much easier for me to switch up to aggression also, much easier to retreat. With, with Sim, you would often get me trapped in a corner, and I had no fucking idea what to do. With Ryu, <laughs> it felt much easier to escape that predicament. And I think that when I started doing that spinning kick, I felt a lot stronger. Like I felt like I'd gained a tool to, like a movement tool that I didn't have before, and suddenly I was very mobile, and I I felt yeah. I felt very powerful so in the end it was Ryu but I think that if I were to keep playing this I would prefer to be a good Dalsim than a good Ryu
1: I mean he is just the best character (laughs) well
0: he's he's (laughs) up the top certainly certainly one of the strongest Um, it's hard right like there are Street Fighter 2 tournaments but they're few and far between and I can't imagine they've got a very big prize pool nowadays so Mm
1: it is funny you bring up that topic of characters you felt bad playing um I kind of at the start of the two weeks I played E. Honda a bit but I really discovered that so E. Honda has very polarizing matchups basically if the character you're playing against has a like projectile um, then you're going to struggle and if they don't have a projectile then you're going to crush them and on balance like against the whole cast he's like 50 50 i think um but it's more like against specific characters he's like either 80 percent or 20 percent to win and i played and projectile
0: I, characters
1: <laughs> yeah yeah although usually when i got to you you died pretty yes. quickly um but I found that kind of unsatisfying to play because it felt more like whether I won or lost was less about, you know, me and more about, you know, what the matchup was. I didn't really like that. I much preferred when all the matchups felt 50-50 and it was purely on me because I'm happy to lose if it's my, if I feel like it's my fault, which is, well, I mean, it's obviously always my fault when I lose.
0: I felt like the character you played the most was Boxer
1: yeah yeah i did play him a lot and i enjoyed him for the most part i i i had this love hate relationship where i kept trying to like you know learn to charge up the turnaround punch which he's got this move that if you hold down three kicks or three punches um he like charges up this attack so what you do is at the beginning of the round you hold the three buttons and then sometime later you let go of the three buttons and he'll do a punch and this can do you know you can almost one hit somebody if you charged up for like the full 99 seconds and then get it off but I found that my gameplay was a lot worse when I was like holding the buttons down and it was very frustrating when I'd like go to do it and you would just jab me or jump away from it
0: I got pretty good at dodging it I think
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I just gave up and just stood you know started relying on the good old headbutt which are uh, projectile invulnerable You know, some iframes, uh, was very good at getting closer to you or punishing anything that you did. Um, and I actually near the end I found it really satisfying um to combo his charge dashes out of just a regular attack. So like you jump in with a heavy punch, and like as you jump because he's a charge character, you have to hold backwards for like a second to charge up a move. So you jump forwards, then quickly switch to holding backwards. Land a jumping punch, land, do a crouching punch, and then immediately press forward and punch to do a dash punch. Um and whenever I did that against you, it felt really good.
0: Yeah, see, whereas my whole game plan was attack, get get one or two attacks in, then run away. I I felt like one of the things I liked about I, I enjoyed that matchup the most. I felt like it was probably the most balanced of all the time we spent playing. Um, was when I started realizing you were spending a lot of time kind of sitting still blocking while charging and I'm like wait a second and I started running into doing grabs and running into doing overheads and um, the matchup evolved from there so yeah I thought I thought it was an interesting matchup had a had a different dynamic to the other ones where you were kind of like creeping closer and uh, you had always had this potential to like do a lot of damage while I was just trying to slowly chip away at you.
1: Yeah, and yeah, I, I guess the thing with the dolls in matchup, which is cool, is that like, because your attacks, it's like your hand stretches halfway across the screen because you're like, mm. I don't know, you're like Mr. Fantastic. You're, Inspector you Gadget. R- r- rubber limbs, yeah, Luffy from One Piece. Um, so, you know, while you can hit me from half the screen away, Um, if I punch your limb you'll actually take damage is something that I noticed so you could like jump over your arm as it shot under me and then do like a jab downwards that would hit you that kind of thing Um, and it was about figuring out like you know if I think you're going to do a certain move to counter my um, advancing towards you what move can I use to stuff that so there was a lot of back and forth. I really enjoyed that. yeah, the um,
0: the fact that you could punch me from long ranges, but if I could interrupt it with a fireball, it would counter it was very interesting because you were always on the verge of punching me, but I was always on the verge of fireballing you. so yeah it it was it was a cool matchup. i I enjoyed it a lot.
1: Yeah, so I mostly played near the end, Boxer and Blanca. um although I will say like although I enjoyed playing those two and I enjoyed Ryu. I still don't think that I love any of the characters in this game. Like, I don't, you know, daydream about playing any of the characters when I'm not playing Street Fighter 2. When I played, like, Street Fighter 4, like, I really liked playing Makoto. Yeah, And when I played Soul Calibur 6, I really liked playing Shongmina. Mina. But when I play Street Fighter 2, I feel like I just moderately like all the characters like there's some I really didn't like playing like I was getting so mad when I was trying to play Zangief against today.
0: <laughs> yeah that was that That it was nice to be on the other side of the beat down I've got to say <laughs> normally normally it's you crushing me but I was able to tear you to shreds that that felt good yeah
1: I just I don't know what it was I just could not get his moves off consistently um it was funny because i remember like when i played a few of my other friends um i got them to download street fighter 2 and play and they were all like wow i really can't show you can either it's really hard in this game um or i couldn't do like the 360 motion very well in this game um but yeah that that was the that was the matchup zengi first rear where i was the one feeling frustrated with the controls um but yeah, I, I wouldn't say love playing any of the characters in this game. I just merely liked most of them.
0: It, it does make sense. I mean, if you consider Street Fighter 2 to be one of the granddaddies of the fighting genre, what we've probably seen here is a lot of the uh, prototypes or yeah. or like, I, I don't know what you're saying, like the, the basic molds of characters. So there's no characters in these these games that are really outside the box, uh they're all i mean th- these probably formed the basic model for what kinds of characters should be like ryu probably established what a mid-range character was and zangief probably established what a grappler was yeah so i can absolutely. see with all your experience with more modern sophisticated games that none of them would seem super special
1: yeah but that's a good thing in its own way right like um for a new player you know getting these character archetypes in their purest form is a valuable experience yeah i Um, I think
0: so so i I, like you i wasn't like like there are characters like invoker and dota 2 i love that character to pieces like really really enjoy it there's no characters here where i feel that strongly um so i kind of i kind of get the wavelength you're on
1: yeah yeah but i'd say they're enjoyable for the most part like all of the characters are enjoyable Um, Even, like, whenever I did land a pile driver on you, a Zangief, that was really satisfying when I wasn't Yeah,
0: those two times in 30 minutes were very very satisfying. (laughs) 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 Shut up. It was definitely more than twice. Um, Maybe three uh, times if I'm being generous. uh, Okay. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, But all of the characters, I think, at the baseline are fun. Um, Not super fun, but, you know, enjoyable. Um, So... I guess we're kind of getting to the heart of the matter now Patrick. Um so for me I find fighting games like very enjoyable. Like if I you know I will just play one for like 2 or 3 hours at a time if I can, like if I have you know nothing stopping me, I'll just keep playing them even if I'm losing a lot, if I'm winning a lot because I really enjoy, you know, the learning aspect and you know practicing and getting better. Um, and just the general gameplay of these types of games Um, and I generally found like I don't know about you but when we were playing and I couldn't tell if this was just because you know we were doing this for the show and we had to play the game but I basically always felt like I can keep playing this game with you for a few hours and not get bored. Like today we played for like two and a half, two hours.
0: We've played for we played for two hours most nights over the past four nights.
1: Yeah, and like we'd stop playing because it was getting late, basically. Like mm-hmm. we'd just keep playing. Uh, I never throughout this two weeks felt like I was forcing myself to play just because we had to, like, I was always happy to play more of this game, um, because I think it does a really good job of having, like, solid uh, fundamentals, um, and, you know, just good design that carries it really well. So, like, for me personally, I had a blast playing Street Fighter 2 over the past two weeks. Like, even though I don't love any of the characters, the core gameplay mechanics, you know, of fighting games and of this game are so solid that that doesn't matter too much to me.
0: Um I really enjoyed Street Fighter 2. Uh I I had my complaints about it earlier in the um in the piece and I think that those complaints still stand to some degree like but I've kind of accepted that they're just an intrinsic part of the fighting genre and I think that Street Fighter 2 gets it right in all the ways that matter to me. You know, it's got a wide varied cast Uh, It's got this emphasis on mind games and not on combos, although I'm sure as you get better and better, combos become more important, but at least at the level I'm playing at, it feels less combo heavy. I think that you have a wide variety of tools at your disposal and you've got the ability to get out of any cheesing that the opponent is doing to you. Um, I, I just had a lot of fun and I think that this was the best step up from Fantasy Strike that I could have had. I mean, I played a modern Street Fighter clone that basically took all the difficult parts up. This introduced elements like more attacks and high and low blocking and these specials. And I think that the learning curve I had was, like, I enjoyed the learning experience overall. Um, I'm very interested to see what's next for me in terms of fighting games, because honestly, there's still a lot of aspects of fighting games that turn me off, but I'm eager to try another one. You know, like I've I've had a good escalation experience, so I think we could we could try another one, James, that I'd really enjoy it. Um yeah, I've had a good time with Street Fighter 2. This isn't like, oh, I've had a horrible time and I'm not looking forward to the next fighting game we do. I want to experience more, I want to widen my palette so I can better get a get a handle on what's going on.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking for the next one, because I enjoyed doing this multiplayer game this past Fortnite. I'd like to do more i'd like to do more with you know more community involvement too it was really fun um so i was thinking about this and because like clearly you i guess the motion inputs like the main sticking point for you
0: well yeah i just i the the problem is i don't have the patience to grind it out that's that's what it boils down to like i Mm. There are games like competitive games I've played competitively where you know Counter Strike's a big one where I have learned smoke lineups. You know, you crouch in this corner, you poke at this cloud, and I've memorized five of them on a map so that my team can do various smoke executes. Like, I've done that before, but I just don't have the patience to learn it for a fighting game we're playing for the podcast. It's just not not a fun thing to do if you're playing casually i guess
1: yeah so i'm considering what we do for the next one i think we will we will pick another game in a different series to do for the next fighter i'm thinking soul Calibur might be what we go for because we i guess you haven't played a 3d fighter and that game is just all uh, direction plus button for all of the moves i think you'll appreciate that um, it's also like a weapon fighter, so instead of having characters just you know having their fists, it's more about the weapon they're holding and the fighting style that that weapon has. That sounds interesting. Yeah, so I think we can try something like that, but we'll find out it probably won't be for you know at least a few months. <laughs> 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 probably but, longer. But
0: yeah overall, James, like yeah Street Fighter 2 was great. I, I enjoyed it a lot and I like even just playing today, it was just a lot of fun playing the different matchups and executing yeah. my uh my game plan so yeah it's, um, it's a good game I, I recommend it i i do wonder if if another if a person with literally no fighting experience would i recommend street fighter 2 to them no play play fantasy strike like <laughs> on honest to god if you have no experience and you play lit, even street fighter 2 you're just going to be overwhelmed there's just too much going on and it demands uh a level of like reaction time, which I think is, is, is too high. So, I think play something simpler to to help ramp you up to ramp you up to these fighters.
1: I Imagine most people who are into fighting games didn't play Fantasy Strike first, Patrick. <laughs> Although I you like, I will say there is like you have to there is a certain kind of person that will like fighters. You know, the I, kind of person with a lot of perseverance, basically.
0: Well, the, the thing is, James. I just if, if we're talking like when you consider Street Fighter Two has like no no training mode or anything it, it seems like a really hard sell for for a person's first fighting game yeah
1: i also agree that i don't think street fighter 2 is the best place to start like i would definitely like even say start with like five before like sure those game those games have like you know the inputs are easy you know there's more stuff going on but they have better training modes that kind of thing um i know a lot of people who started you know when strive came out guilty gear it was their first one and they really enjoyed that i know really so yeah it's, it i know you saw so, all the complexity yeah but you
0: showed me like there is this thing called a roman cancel and there's four versions and you've it seems like there's so much going i don't know how you could i'd just stare at the keyboard like i i don't know how you can play that game with any kind of deliberate intent as a new player that seems crazy to me
1: yeah but i know a heap of people who started off just playing that game and they you know obviously when you start you don't use all the mechanics right it makes me feel sick but also like when you play against other new players they also don't use all the mechanics so it feels too random
0: then like it's just you're just doing you're just pressing buttons at random i i don't know sorry i i know i know i'm very particular about this i just um like even a game like dota which i would say has a similar Uh... sort of like (laughs) hold on let, let me explain like dota is crazy complicated right there's heaps and heaps going on but you can go to a lane and you can get last hits or try to
1: yeah sure you can also just you know attack and block right like i guess it's not like your opponent is using scissors and you don't know to use rock against it it's like they just use it's just another move even if it's another mechanic right like
0: yeah i, I think the thing that throws me off is that fighting games are so fast paced right like they're crazy fast-paced and there's also a lot of complexity most games have either complexity or they're fast-paced like a game like fury or hotline miami or whatever they're very fast-paced games but they're simple fighting games have both intertwined
1: i mean the speed like obviously new players don't play as fast as they should right like um People don't know how to be aggressive very well when they start. And, you mm-hmm. know, you get matched up against players of your skill level. So, you know, you'll both be playing pretty slowly. So uh, I think you're underestimating how bad it is like for a new player to jump in and then be matched with other new players. It's, like...
0: it's kind of similar to playing how I feel playing Starcraft 2 when I tried to play that competitively. It was just a mess. I I felt, I felt, it felt like a train wreck because there was so much going on and I was doing a fraction of what I was meant to do. So even winning didn't feel good.
1: I would say that the best time to get into fighting games, um, if you're not into one already, is to buy one on launch when it first comes out, Hmm. um, if it looks cool to you, because then everyone will be struggling to learn the mechanics right yeah that's that's a good point that's a good point yeah because that's what happened when we you know me and my friends and my other friends played guilty gear we played it when it came out when everyone sucked um and then you know when i jump back in now after a month break and everyone has kept playing except me i do notice you know those few months missing of you know of time elapsed Um, um I think the best thing to do is just to have another friend and both, you know, just choose a game that looks cool. You know, you're both going to be, you know, struggling. Um, But if you're struggling together, it's not going to be as brutal, right?
0: Yeah, I agree. If you've got a friend to play with, it's, it's not as bad. Oh yeah. That about sums it up. I think James.
1: Actually, there's one more slight point that we didn't touch on, but I want to touch on briefly because we mentioned this out loud a number of times. Uh, this game visually still looks great I think
0: completely agree gorgeous great use of colors
1: yeah the animated backgrounds (laughs) when we swapped from regular turbo to super turbo um, grandmaster challenge we were like both blown away I think this game looks fantastic today still it's gorgeous um and yeah that's that that's that's my last point yeah
0: the (laughs) characters have a great sense of personality they all feel extremely distinct and you get a really Mm -hmm. good idea of all the different fighting styles based on the animations uh yeah completely agree okay now now that we're all finally finished uh sure Jesus Christ! <laughs> <going>? <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone, to listen to us talk about Super Street Fighter Two Turbo Grandmaster Challenge, whatever it is. Uh, to all the people who are experienced in fighting games, I hope I haven't triggered you too much. But if I have, deal with it. Um, James and I make up the Retrospectors podcast. Uh, each and every fortnight, we play and review these classic games of the past. You can find all of our content on our website, which is rspodcast.net. It's got links to every one of our episodes, um, as well as a bunch of articles that James and I have written about old games and new. Um, it's also got links to all of our social media stuff. The most important one is our Discord server. Our Discord server is where we have most of our community interaction and we would love if you would drop by. We used it to organize and you know, have some games of Street Fighter 2 this, uh, this fortnight and uh, we'll be using it again in the future. So if you want to recommend us a game or criticize our takes or just sign up for the next uh, game that we're playing multiplayer, please do drop on by. So James, uh, we're heading up to Christmas and although normally I would be picking a game this fortnight, we're going to be doing something different in the third annual mailbag episode, one uh, which I'm very excited for.
1: Yeah, it's been a while since we've done one of these. Um, I always kind of like these episodes because it means I get to spend an extra 20 hours playing a game of my choice, choosing instead of playing a game that Patrick has chosen <laughs> to spite me. Um, yeah,
0: no, it's... um. <laughs> I, we've we've gotten a bunch of new listeners in this past year and i'm very excited to uh to answer some questions so we encourage you um you can you can ask me ask us on twitter or probably the easiest way, way is to join our discord server and you can just ask a question in there we'll answer as many questions as we can these are kind of fun kick back get a drink and just chat about old games and new games so please ask us anything um it's always a blast all right uh so yeah we'll see you in a fortnight uh please do send us all the questions you have
1: see you then guys